Is there a baby in your life who's about to start solid foods? This can be such a confusing and stressful time. As a mom of seven, I really struggled with spoon feeding my oldest baby. But once I realized that babies can safely feed themselves real wholesome foods using the principles of baby-led weaning, feeding the rest of my babies became an actually enjoyable experience instead of something that I used to dread. Hi, I'm Katie Ferraro, college nutrition professor and dietitian specializing in baby-led weaning, and I host the Baby-Led Weaning Made Easy podcast. Each week, we cover evidence-based, safe infant feeding practices for parents and caregivers of babies who are 6 to 12 months of age. So... If you're confused by all the conflicting info you hear about starting solid foods or you want easy, actionable tips on how to safely prep food for your baby or introduce allergenic foods or figure out when to drop a milk feed, we cover all that and more, plus interviews with the world's leading feeding experts in two new episodes each week. Search Baby Led Weaning wherever you listen to podcasts and happy feeding. Well, hi there, and welcome to the Straight A Nursing Podcast. I am Nurse Mo, and this is where I teach nursing concepts and share tips on how to thrive in school and at the bedside. So today I'm bringing on a very special guest, and that is Kristen Wade, and she is a registered nurse and a financial coach. So what we're going to be talking about today with her expert tips are things like evaluating hospital employment contracts, professional liability insurance, students always ask about that, and some money management tips for when you start finally making that real nurse money. I think you're really going to like the things that Kristen has to share with you. So let's dive into the interview. Okay, Kristen, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast to share tips that you wish you knew as a new grad as it pertains to your your fiscal health, right? Am I getting that right? Yes, you are. Thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to be here because these are all things I wish someone told me nine years ago. Yeah, I I feel like I'm probably going to learn a little bit here today as well. So when you first graduated, like what was like the first thing you noticed that you had no idea how to navigate that you wish you had known at the time? So the biggest thing was just that money management because I was 21 when I became a nurse and this was the biggest pay increase I ever got. It was like working minimum wage jobs, you know, at the grocery store, odds and ends, internships, but this was real nursing money. So that is when I was like, I need to get my act together and get a budget. Uh, I did that, but there are so many things looking back that I wish I had evaluated beforehand. So that's what we'll be discussing today. Okay, great. Yeah, I remember, like I went back to school later, but during that period where I was in school, you know, it takes like five years to get a nursing degree. I wasn't working. So when I got, you know, I started making money. I don't think I was that responsible. I want to say I probably did a little spendy spend spree, right? So I think it's really good that you're talking about this and sharing some information about that. So why don't you just dive in and get going? And if I have questions, I'll I'll interrupt you and we'll just chat. Yeah, absolutely. I've got, you know, a couple different topics to discuss today. But first of all, my name is Kristen Wade. I graduated from nursing school in 2014. And I worked for the past eight years in the newborn ICU at various hospitals in Albuquerque. Um, In that time, I earned my master's degree in nursing leadership and two national certifications. 
And that was really my passion until, uh, you know, COVID sort of shifted the the game for nurses. Mm-hmm. Ratios were getting impossible. And I found I was having more fun coaching my peers with their money. Uh, so I made this a full-time job last year and it has been fantastic. And the reason I'm here today is so many nurses were telling me, gosh, Kristen, I wish I knew this when I first graduated. So going up the river, right? I'm going to get these nursing students. We all know that analogy. And that way we can really start our careers strong and not be fixing mistakes. We're getting ahead of it. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Now I'm a certified budget coach and I'm earning my accredited financial counselor designation. I do have a quick disclaimer that this is not direct financial advice. So your your listeners should consult a professional if they have specific needs. And I'm going to be mentioning some products that I love, but I'm not an affiliate. I don't get paid to tell you about them. So they are completely my own review. Okay, very cool. I didn't know we were getting product recommendations. So that's cool yes. too. Yes. I'll, put, I'll put a link to those in the episode notes for anybody who doesn't want to pull over to the side of the road right now and write yeah. them down. Drive safely. Don't yes. don't try and put this in your phone yet. So first things first, I want to hit on employment contracts because okay. those are big right now. Um, in my state, I've seen upwards of $25,000 for a short six months. What? Crazy. Um, I myself signed a pretty big one. Um, so a lot of these are personal life lessons that I am passing on to you. This is such a foreign concept to me because when I graduated, there was none of this. Jobs were so scarce. So now that they need nurses, I mean, kind of, you can get some good deals out there, but you should know what yes. you're signing. So what does it, what does a contract look like? What does it entail? Yeah. So usually it is for an amount of service time. So for example, I signed one for an amount of money for two years and I had to work those full two years. I got paid up front. And if I quit beforehand, I had to pay it back. So this was like a bonus, like a sign-on bonus? Exactly. Wow. Yes. Um, and this was like seven years into my career. So mm-hmm. you know, I was looking for an increase in pay and this was a great time. But when I started, there weren't these either. This just wasn't a thing. Right. Um, so the first thing, whenever there's a serious amount of money on the table, you need to ask why. And you need to think, what is the intention here? Because hospitals are businesses. And this can apply to any employer um, in healthcare. But they are trying to make money and serve patients, right? Ideally, breaking even, if not making money. So no matter the amount, it's going to be exciting for you. You need to make sure the contract works for you. And this can also apply if you're already working and there's an overtime contract or like a night shift contract where you agree to work a different shift or more shifts for extra money. So first thing we want to look at are the terms. Uh, Look at the hours. Now, this is where I got um, bitten is my contract literally said I needed to give 4,160 hours. And you're like, that sounds about right. Okay. Not bad, right? Um, That is looking at it with a 40-hour work week. Oh, That makes it two years. So with 36 hours, which nurses typically work inpatient, Mm -hmm. it was two years and three and a half months. Oh, goodness. And was PTO included in that. So that's two years, three months, no vacation. And that's my next point is my contract didn't say Maureen and I signed it. Okay. I took it, I signed it and I broke it. So this is real life experience. So it did not say in the contract, it was literally a word document that their HR had thrown together. Um, It didn't say I could complete it sooner with overtime. And it didn't say what would happen if I took PTO, had a baby, took FMLA, if I took vacation or got sick. So 
ideally, you know, you want to make sure a contract tells you what's going to happen if you have less or more hours. Right. I feel like very easily something like that could come back and bite you. Yes. And I wouldn't even think, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a contract reader. I should be. This is a good lesson. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of people are just, you know, you good people expect everything to just be on the up and up and there to not be anything even slightly underhanded or between the lines. So I think it's a really right. good reminder to to read your contract and understand it. And never just take it and sign it when you're sitting there with them. Uh, take it home. Right. Have someone else look at it. Have your husband look at it. Have a friend send it to me. Email it to me. I look at nurses' contracts all the time. And I pretty much tell them no all the time. Because if it doesn't say in the contract what will happen if these things occur, you're not protected. And mm -hmm. they have the upper hand. Wow. So what would be a, a graceful but yet assertive way to come back and say, I've read the contract, but I noticed these things aren't addressed. Can you address those? How do you how do you say that? If this is your first time ever negotiating something, I imagine that's probably a little bit of an intimidating thing to think about. It can be because as nurses, we don't, well, this is, I have a generalization, but we like to think everyone is looking out for our best interests. Of interest. course, because everyone helps us. <laughs> yeah, they need us, you know, but that is just the time they can really take advantage of you. So you can do exactly what you said. You can say, hey, I have some questions about this. And if they can't answer it in writing, if they'll only talk over the phone, mm -hmm. or if they say, oh, your manager decides, if you don't have something on paper, you're not protected. Okay, good tip. I love it. Okay, that is excellent. Anything else about contracts that they should be aware of? You're nodding your head. Yes. yes. <laughs> there's yeah, more. I have a, there's always more. Um, something that you need to look as what did you sign up for? So I signed up to work a like flex shift, meaning mostly days, but occasionally if they needed me, I worked nights. Oh boy. And the position open to only do days because we all know nights can be rough and I have a, a toddler, you know, so that was hard. I couldn't take the day position. I'd be violating my contract. Oh, wow. So you mm -hmm. had to stay in that flex position. Oh, boy. Right. Same with the unit. If I wanted to switch to labor and delivery or mother baby, I was violating the contract. So these are questions to ask. An important thing that came up in one of my discussions with the nursing school is, can we negotiate this? And you really can't. These are just assessments. They are not going to rewrite the contract for you. Oh, okay. Wow. Yep. Good to know. And the final little part here is how is it paid out? So some of them are paid after years of service. So like mm -hmm. you get, say, 5000 after the first year, then another five after the second. I got mine all up front. And you know what? It was taxed. Mm -hmm. That's a big tax tax hit right there. I was planning on having X amount of dollars to, you know, travel and spend and do this and that. Well, it was taxed all up front. And then also I was saving for retirement. So they took 15% and put it in retirement. Oh, right. <laughs> right. It's so obvious, but make sure you're checking if it's all up front. Did you sign up to put away extra money in savings or retirement? Because they're going to, money is money to payroll. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right. And if you do sign a contract, I'm not saying no, you should definitely evaluate it. There are some good ones and some bad ones out there, but you do want to save a printed copy of your job description because we all think we know what nurses are expected to do. Um, but a printed copy, save the contract and then save, if you do quit, a printed copy of your resignation letter. Um, 
as well as documented hours that you worked. I know it's 4,000 hours, but they can come back at you and say, oh, we only said 3,000. And then this will give you something to fight with Mm -hmm. if you have to go down this path. I hope no one ever does. Right. No, it doesn't sound pleasant at all. But I think knowing these things in advance, somebody could go into a contract with their eyes open and feel like they're not going to get taken advantage of. Exactly. And at the end of the day, it's not free money. It is an interest-free loan and you owe them until your time is completed. Right. So then you get money. So in a case where you get the money up front and you don't fulfill your contract, you pay that money back. Holy, holy cow. That's, that's no fun. And some of it may be locked up in your 401k and some of it went to taxes, but they're looking at the gross amount they gave you. So if they gave you 10,000 and you lost 3,000 to, you know, the IRS and to your retirement, you still owe 10,000 if you broke it. Yeah. And so you may not have all of that money. Right. No. How many people have that kind of cash laying around, especially after only working for maybe a year? Takes a while to save up and all of that. Okay. Very good tips about contracts. You can always send your contracts over to me. Maureen will have the the information. I happily look at those for free for students because we get excited when we see money and we're like, oh my gosh, I can pay off my car. I can pay down my loans, but it's not always the best deal for you. And if you can, if you have a choice, take a higher hourly rate over a contract bonus. Okay. That is a good tip and a very generous offer. So we'll make sure students know how to reach you for help with that. Kristen, thank you. Of course. So next up, I'm going to talk about some benefits that you should take advantage of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. So I am not a HR specialist. None of this is my um, area, but I do think we need to discuss the benefits an employer can have. Because the biggest one, first of all, is money, right? We're doing this for money. We love to help. We're giving back, but we got to get paid. So I love to watch nursing students squirrel when (laughs) I say you should negotiate. They're like, what? I can do that. I have no value. I'm brand new. That is the farthest thing from the truth. Okay, great. How do they do that? You know, it's terrifying. And I will be upfront. I did not negotiate um, even the second time around. But now that I am getting more confident in how much nurses have to offer, it can Mm -hmm. be very friendly and simple. You can just start by asking like, hey, is this hourly rate firm? They say yes, then okay, you can decide from there. Um, the other easy one is rounding up the cents. So if it's like $29.50, say, can you do $30? Okay. So just a simple, it's not a huge amount mm-hmm. for the hospital. Maybe you'll get a yes. The answer is always right. no if you don't ask. That's what I always exactly. say. Exactly. Exactly. And kindness goes a long way because a lot of times, of the time, the HR specialist you're working with has never been a nurse, right? So they don't understand and they don't really fully grasp what your job is. So you can say, Hey, you know, I may be a new nurse, but I've already got, you know, my basic life support certification. I've been in these uh, leadership roles in school. You have something to offer. And so you can just give a little bit of a negotiation. Um, And then I want you to do this every year. I want you to get comfortable. It's psychological because you need to be asking for a raise every year. And let me tell you, seven years as a nurse, I got two 25 cent raises. Oh, wow. That's not much. It's a unionized hospital. It wasn't Mm -hmm. great, but Mm -hmm. um, it was a lesson because I would have never made more if I didn't ask. Right. 
Right. Okay. Good tip. Yep. Uh, moving on to like the onboarding process. So that day where you go sit in the conference room, they give you the thick folder full of all the benefits. You're yes. going to think, it's a I cannot afford this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think I picked the cheapest health insurance and retirement minimum and then just ignored everything else. I was so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, take this home. You don't have to complete it that day, but I want you to at least contribute into your retirement what the employer matches. Like if you learn nothing else from this section, you need to be putting money away for retirement. Uh, and don't pick the cheapest health insurance because I did that. And when I had to use it, oh my gosh, it was not cheap. It not was cheap. Right. You pay for it at some expensive. point. Yes. Yes. So at least pick the second uh, one up, up from that because you will find if you have to use it for an urgent care visit or I even self-diagnosed and just needed a single lab. And that was like $200 without seeing a provider, you know? Wow. Yes. Okay. So these are things that can bite you, especially if you don't have some savings squirreled away. Mm -hmm. And I imagine if you've got a family, like kids are always sick. My friend has two little ones. They're constantly going to urgent care or the doctor. So you want to keep that in mind, right? Especially if you've got the potential to have a lot more doctor visits, it could really add up. And those are so out of your control, right? right? We cannot control accidents or illness. We're nurses and we know this, but we like to ignore this and think yes. we're special. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yes, yes. And finally, there are some perks that you can get while you're working. Um, some hospitals offer tuition reimbursement and student loan repayment. Mm-hmm. My caution to you here is they come with contracts. So look at it the same. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I took advantage of tuition reimbursement when I got my master's degree. And that was fantastic. But student loan repayment, that's basically kind of like what you were talking about, like a a bonus. So yeah, definitely look at anything attached to that as well. And they can come back at you when the tax season comes and say that's income. So it could increase your tax bracket. It did for me. And I was like, definitely will. (laughs) Uncle Sam will always find a way. (laughs) Yes. So think about like all of the implications and you might want to talk to someone about this who is outside of the hospital, Mm -hmm. a financial professional who could really break down if it is going to be worthwhile. Sometimes it is. And I use tuition reimbursement back in the day for my master's and it was fantastic because I had no terms of service that I needed to um, follow for them. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not like that anymore. Um, Yeah. (laughs) The other thing that comes... Oh, I'm sorry, Kristen. I was just going to say the other thing that comes to mind to ask about is um, continuing education. A lot of times a hospital will uh, allocate a budget for continuing ed. And if you have like an advanced certification like CCRN, I'm sure there's something similar to that in the in the mom baby world, you can get extra money in order to obtain all the extra CEs that you have to get. So definitely ask about those things as well. Yes. And that'll be your your unit manager. HR might be a little fuzzier on that if you're signing on for the job. But once you're in, there should be policies, which you should print out as well if you're taking advantage of. Mm-hmm. But I would go to a conference and get 12 CEUs and then skip a shift that week, you know, when staffing was good. Uh, that was back in the day. I'm really aging myself here. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, CEUs, all of that. See if there's an education budget. For your unit and they can reimburse you potentially. I got two national certifications. They paid for those exams. And then I got an extra dollar an hour per certification. Now I know you're thinking, oh, it's only a dollar. It's a lot of work and studying. 
But if you're staying in the same area and you're really passionate, I'm a big advocate for getting certified. I think Mm -hmm. it makes you a stronger nurse and a better preceptor. But a dollar an hour is $1,872 per year gross income. Right. No overtime. Yeah. Extra money. Yeah. Why not? I mean, even if you take taxes out and retirement, like that's a vacation, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's a great way to look at it. I'm always looking forward to my next vacation. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, So yeah, now I'd like to move on to liability insurance. Did you have any questions about the other things for me before? No, I think you're, you're covering everything that I've ever, you know, things that have popped up with me and with students that have come to me. So yeah, let's talk liability insurance. This one comes up a lot. From the terrifying power of tornadoes to sizzling summer temperatures, AccuWeather Daily brings you the top trending weather-related story of the day, every day of the week. You can learn a lot in just a few minutes. Stories that will impact you, such as how a particular hurricane may affect your area, or will that impending snow event bring more than just a winter wonderland? Occasionally, there are weather-related stories from the lighter side, like how a recent storm trapped tourists inside Agatha Christie's house, a setup perfect for a plot of one of her novels. And if there's a spectacular meteor shower or eclipse coming your way, we'll let you know if the sky in your area will be clear to check out the celestial display. You see, AccuWeather Daily is more than just weather. It's AccuWeather. Listen and subscribe to AccuWeather Daily wherever you get your podcasts. That's AccuWeather Daily wherever you get your podcasts. Yes. And I will start by saying I do not sell insurance, nor am I a pro. This is my personal experience here and from some of the peers I had. And my recommendation, again, I don't get any money from. But first things first, this is the theme of today. Do not rely on your employer to protect you. They don't have to. Got it. They say they will. I believe they will try. But at the end of the day, there's a lot more nurses out there who could easily replace you if you make a mistake. Mm -hmm. Um, And also don't rely on workers' compensation if you get hurt because that can be denied. That can be um, fought back if they decide you're at fault. And medication errors are not the only risk for your license. There are so many risks. We think it's just med errors. And if we're smart enough, nothing will happen to us. That's not true. No, there's a whole, the whole failure to rescue thing, which Mm -hmm. happens way more than you care to even, even know. So yeah, it's not just being careful when you're giving meds. It's basically... It's so many things. <laughs> yeah, it is. And so I have like a little a visual aid, which I can send to you as well. So out of all of the license complaints uh, for this company that I use, the most is unprofessional conduct. Oh, really? 32% of complaints. What does that mean? That means what, something what, different to what, everybody. What does that mean? It could be TikToks in the break room, you know, like, right. What, what does unprofessional mean? And then mm-hmm. it goes into scope of practice. Like I had a, a peer who was giving straight results and outcomes and showing x-rays to families. And that was a big no-no. That could have been a license complaint. Right. Um, then it goes all the way down through all these different things. And medication administration is one of the smallest complaints. Really interesting. Yes. Yes. And something else that I didn't know until I got this insurance was that anybody under the sun can file a complaint against your license with the board of nursing. It can be a crazy ex-boyfriend. It can be your neighbor. 
can be a patient or their family members. It can even be an employer of yours that can file a complaint. Yes. So you think you're safe because you're doing everything right, but you're really not. You need to protect yourself. Okay. Um, And so I imagine you have some recommendations for where students can go and look for a reliable company for this type of thing. There are so many out there now. Um, I use the nurse service organization, NSO. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. It's easy. It's painless to go and get a quote. They even offer a policy for students. Now, students are more protected under schools, but if you're concerned or if you've had some peers with bad Mm -hmm. experiences, you might look at this as a student. I think we had to have it like my school required. We have our own when I went to nursing school. There you go. Back back then. Yeah. Yeah. And I I believe it because at the end of the day, you're not that cushioned under your preceptor's license like Mm -hmm. you think you may be. Right. Um, So my personal policy, I had liability coverage as well as a bunch of things underneath it. So I had up to a million dollars for each claim liability. Um, That was per year because it renewed every year. Oh, okay. So I wasn't planning to have this many issues and nor did I ever have to use it, but it renews every year, which is good to know. That is nice. Yeah. It protected me from complaints against my license, um, up to 25000 per proceeding. If I was deposed, if someone called me to court based on my charting or my care, um, it gave me $1,000 towards lost wages. Oh, wow. Yeah. If I needed a lawyer um, during my deposition, $10,000 for a lawyer. Nice, because lawyers yeah. are very expensive. Yes. And this part's a little unfortunate, but nurses are being assaulted. So if Mm -hmm. I was assaulted either at work or on my commute, we all know hospitals generally are not in the safest parts of town. And parking is never close. No, no. You're always, I think I literally would walk a mile uphill. Here I am being old again (laughs) to the hospital when I worked at mine, but it would cover $25,000 of medical expenses if I was assaulted. Wow. Yep. And then the last thing, which I thought was funny, uh, every nurse or nursing student has like medical supplies in their car, Mm -hmm. at their house. And so if I needed to administer first aid to someone outside of work, it would replenish my supplies up to $10,000 a year. Oh, wow. I know. I have like a kit in case the baby's born on the side of the road. I've got my (laughs) first aid kit, never used it. And now I know everyone's thinking, I probably can't afford this, right? It sounds like a lot. Uh Uh-huh. You guys, I paid $116 a year. Okay, that's pretty pretty darn cheap. That's for it. all of that. For yeah. all of that. And it renews every year. So you know, heaven forbid you have something happen one year, then the next. It's not like it runs out year to year. And it's only $9.67 a month. So please go get a quote. Um, I don't care which company you choose. This one was just great for me. But you cannot afford to not have liability insurance. Okay, fantastic tip. And we'll put the link to NSO in the show notes so people can find them easily. Yes. Um, I've had students tell me, well, the hospital said I have liability insurance through them. They're going to protect me. And that is great. But if you don't have a paper policy in hand, it's just not true. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're definitely not going to do anything if you get attacked by some person 
while you're walking into the hospital, they mm-hmm. might they might send a memo to everybody to be aware right. of their surroundings. But that's it. <laughs> exactly. And unfortunately, you know, I have had peers experience that oh, yeah. really close calls or, you know, their, their car gets stolen. Granted, this insurance won't cover that, but it is not necessarily safe to be leaving your car for 14 hours outside. And mm-hmm. who knows who's out there? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that I think is very important. And I got that as soon as a close um, nursing friend of mine was sued at my hospital for a mistake that was the perfect example of the Swiss cheese model. Every mm-hmm. system failed and she happened to be that last layer of cheese and she ended up taking the fall. Um, luckily, everything was okay. You know, she could still be a nurse, but that scared me enough to know that at the end of the day, it's about me protecting my license. Right. Yeah. That would be so terrifying. I can't even imagine. Yes. Yes. Um, And I hope it never happens to anybody, but you just can't plan for everything to be perfect in your career. Exactly. (laughs) All right. And my last topic is on some money management. Some just like real fun, light tips. Uh, Again, these are not specific to your situation, but Financial coach seems like such an interesting job title, especially from a nursing position. So what I do is I help people with their budgets. I help people with their debt repayment and I help them make money fun again instead of a burden. Okay. The biggest misconception about managing your money is that you can't spend it. I want you to buy those figs. I want you to buy that latte, whatever makes you happy, you know, but just make sure you can afford it. You can build it into your budget. Mm-hmm. Don't just go spending money blindly. Cause I definitely did that. You know, you want to treat yourself. You worked so hard for this degree, but take a deep breath before you go on that spending spree and see if you can afford it. Okay. Good tip. <laughs> a lot of people have student loans and those yes. are going to come knocking once you graduate. Yes. Um, another reason it's important to have some savings because you may not necessarily secure a job right away. I think that's um, a common thing, but some people struggle with finding a job in their specific area or an area mm-hmm. they really love. So you need to be prepared to at least make those initial payments. Okay, good, good, good reminder about that. Um, And if you're blessed and don't have student loans, you still need an emergency fund. I had a friend on her first day going to be a nurse. She got in a car accident and she couldn't work for a couple months. Oh boy. She had no loans, but she needed to pay her rent and she needed to pay utilities and keep her phone open. And so thank goodness she had a little cushion and some family support. But the theme of today is taking care of ourselves and Mm -hmm. not relying on others. Right. Okay, good. So ideally, you want to start with $1,000 in your emergency fund. Um, And you want to work up to a full month of bills. So if you were out of work for a period of time, you could be covered. You know Mm -hmm. you've got that little cushion. And that includes your minimum debt repayment, your basics like keeping the lights on, paying Mm -hmm. the mortgage, uh, because things will sneak up on you. Mm -hmm. Yes, they will. Yeah. And with that, you need a budget. Now... (laughs) That can be a bad word for a lot of people. It seems like a diet, very restrictive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I love that analogy because people really do get too strict with their money and then they fail. Um, So there's a program I love called YNAB. You need a budget. Have you heard of it before? No. Y-N-A-B. Correct. YNAB. Okay, got it. No, I've not heard of it. It is a great tool. And so it's an app on your phone. It also goes to like a website and it helps you plan for your spending using only the dollars you have. It's not future forecasting. Okay. 
here it's in a little the now. Bit backwards. Yes. Which is important because you only have what is sitting in your account right now. Nothing's guaranteed. That's true. That is true. Yes. Yes. And I've used this ever since I was a brand new nurse and there's um, kind of some philosophy that goes into it, but the cool part is YNAB is free for a year for all students. Oh, that's nice. Okay, great. Yeah. So your listeners, if they're still students, even if they graduate next month, can sign up and get a free year. It's just that one-time check. They don't you know, continue throughout the year to see if you're still a student. Mm-hmm. So I recommend you go and get this program, try it out, reach out to me if you need help. But no matter what software you use, you need to plan how to spend your money. Otherwise, it's going to just fly away from you. Yes. It's always, yeah. Like where does it go? I can tell you where it goes in my house, Amazon and Whole Foods. (laughs) Yes. I'll be checking out that app for sure. Yes. And you know, it is not effective to just pick up extra shifts to cover overspending because you will burn out. Yeah. I was going to say that's a recipe for burnout right there. Uh Uh-huh. I did it. You know, I'm not perfect in my money management. You know, I learned a lot of lessons the hard way, but... Think about how nice it will be to have all of your stuff figured out so that you can choose to work those extra shifts. It's not that credit card bills are coming and you have to. Right. Yes. Yeah. Work an extra shift for something fun, like a vacation, not because something unexpected happened and you didn't have a cushion. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So um, with that, I would love to help your listeners out. So I own Fiscal Bliss Financial Coaching. And if anyone needs more help, I offer virtual sessions. I offer one-on-one coaching and your listeners will get half off my healthcare worker money checkup. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so I'll make sure that we have all the info to that in the episode notes. But if somebody doesn't look at the episode notes, what is your website so they can at least find you online? Yes, it is www.fiscal-bliss.com. Okay, so fiscal-bliss.com. Okay, got it. Well, Kristen, thank you so much. Great tips for new grads, you know, future current Kristen probably looks back at past Kristen and wishes past Kristen knew what she knew right now. I do that (laughs) all the time with myself. So So anytime we can... We can help set up the next generation of nurses to be more successful. I'm always feeling like that's a win. Yes. And I really do hope that people can go into their careers smarter and ready to help our patients, but also take care of ourselves because we are really bad at that. (laughs) Yes, we are. Yes. Hopefully we all do a little better. Okay. Well, thanks again, Kristen. Appreciate you having Thank you. Yes. So there you have it. I hope that you found that little chat with Kristen helpful as you are transitioning from being a student to getting out there into the workforce. And even if that's a year or two or three or four years away, that advice will hold true. So thanks again for listening. And I will see you back here next week for another episode of the Straight A Nursing Podcast. See you then. This podcast is brought to you by Straight A Nursing. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? You get us, Queen's Podcast. And here at Queen's, we are spilling the tea on all kinds of women from history. From New Orleans voodoo queen, Marie Laveau to Marie Antoinette and everything in between. 
Each queen is paired with a cocktail recipe that will totally get you in the mood to hear the fun, dramatic, and juicy stories of fascinating women from history. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers! Cheers!